thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, I really, really, really want you, your children to succeed. This is not a just about, this is not just about the going and having an experience with God. This is the beginning of a lifetime of, of journey in God, with God, with you, so that you can truly be a priesthood family. That is our goal as leaders. Is that all right? All right, cool. Uh, this morning, for the last few weeks, Bishop Johnson has been talking about all in. Is that all right? Uh, we are reading the book by Mark Batterson. It's called All In. And it is not for your weak Christians. You know what I mean? Some people say they're Christian, they believe in God. This is, this is not for those who say it and don't do it. This is for those who need to have some results of what God has called us to have and to be as far as our life is concerned. So I want to give you something from the book today, and uh, it's going to be excellent. It's going to be great. And uh, if you talk back at me, and if you act like you're getting it, we're going to have we're going to be it's going to be real easy, real quick, real good. Now we're going to have some fun. We're going to do a lot of things uh, that we usually don't do because the cat's away, so the mice get to play just a little bit. All right. What I'd like to talk to you about is huggers versus hikers. All right. Huggers versus hikers. I'm going to read a short story for you this morning, and uh, hopefully you will find yourself one of, the, one, of the, one of the two, huggers versus hikers. Listen to this story. Of all the goals I have achieved, hiking the Grand Canyon from rim to rim with my son Parker ranks right at the top of the list, in part because of its beauty, and in part because of its difficulty, Going all in meant going all out. I don't think I've ever done anything more physically demanding, but that is what made it so memorable. It took an all-out effort to come out on the other side. To simply call the Grand Canyon one of the seven natural wonders of the world seems like a geological and a theological blasphemy. Magnum opus is more like it. When the sunrise paints the western sky in pink and purple hues, it's like seeing the creator's reflection. All our pre-dawn uh, pre descent down the North Kaibab Trail, pounded joints and ripped muscles that my 37-year-old body hadn't used in two decades. But my primary concern was for the safety of my 12-year-old son. I thought we had more than enough water in our packs, but we ran out and cramped up at three miles before reaching our day one destination. The number kept dropping until, I'm sorry, the day one destination. I kept monitoring Parker. How are you doing on a scale of one to 10? The number kept dropping. He said, negative one. That's when I wondered if we were the overconfident hikers and park rangers, the, uh, the overconfident par park rangers, I'm sorry, I wondered if we were the overconfident hikers that the park rangers had warned us about, the ones who, who had to be airlifted out by helicopter. When we arrived at Phantom Ranch on the canyon floor around dusk, we felt like a car rolling into a gas station on fumes. This is day two. We had just enough energy to eat dinner and collapse in bed. When my alarm went off at 
in the morning, I felt paralyzed. We chose the shorter yet steeper route at, of the canyon with dozens of switchbacks on the final leg. We chose poorly. As we zigzagged our way up the bright angel trail, we could see one hundreds of sightseers lining the south rim. They were as mesmerized by its majesty as we had been the day before. And that's when the contrast struck me. Our clothes were caked with orange-colored canyon clay mixed with salty sweat stains. Flies hovered. The sightseers who lined the rim around the around liked, like they had been like they had just picked up their neatly pressed clothes at the cleaners. We were absolutely parched and scorched. Bone weary. They looked like they had just emerged from their air-conditioned hotel rooms after a cool shower. Some of them were licking ice cream. For a split second, I felt sorry for myself. Then, I felt sorry for them. Why? Because they were seeing it and missing it at the same time. You cannot see, you cannot truly see what you have not personally experienced. That's when I came up with a name for those people standing up there staring. But never hiked into the canyon. I called them rim huggers. Then Parker and I reached the south rim. The first thing we did was turn around and look at the trail we had traversed. We stood right next to the rim huggers with the same, very same view. But they didn't appreciate it like we did. They couldn't. They were seeing it secondhand. But we had experienced it firsthand. I'm sure some of them rim huggers knew something about the canyon that I didn't. Facts they had read in travel guides or park brochures. So I guess you could say they knew more about the canyon than we did. Nothing more than head knowledge. It was intellectual, not experiential. It was informational, not transformational. Hikers know the canyon in a way that huggers never will. Huggers talk the talk, but hikers walk that walk. This week, I was, I went, last week, I went to a conference in Texas, and I found myself surrounded by 35 through, 30, through 45 year old millionaires. Now that wasn't the impressive thing except to know that they were tongue talking, Bible believing, kingdom thinking, devil slaying believers. And I was inspired by one in particular. Her name was Marshawn Evans Daniels. 
She lives here. This is what she said. If you ain't living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. If you ain't living on the edge, then you're taking up too much space. I love that. Last few weeks, we've been talking about going all in, about jumping headlong, about getting into it, not being just a, a rim hugger, but a hiker. Somebody who has experienced relationship in the presence of God. I think today, churches are filled with spiritual sightseers who feel like they've done their religious duty by sitting and listening. You know, you don't get credit for auditing a class. You don't get credit for auditing, audit, auditing a class. Going to church is a good thing, but sitting in the pew 60 to 120 minutes a week is not God's ultimate plan for your life. In fact, church, as in the building, as in religion, can sometimes undermine his plan by becoming a subtle form of spiritual codependency. We let someone else praise for us, worship for us, study for us, pray for us, Man, I just want to say thank you to those who stand up here every week. Every week. Give your heart on Friday till 10 o'clock sometimes. And your energy and your skill to, to lead us into the presence of God. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. And you do it, and you do it every week like this building is absolutely full. You do it every week with everything you've got. Having families, husbands, wives, jobs, children, businesses on the side, school, losing patients, coming in business on a Sunday. Trying to help you see that it's something that they do in spite of you but also it's something that you should do alongside them. It's a song that I love right now. His name, Philip Thompson. Can't nobody worship for me. We come to church and we, we expect to sit on the front row and let someone worship, pray, study the word of God and get, deliver it for you. And we have created a bunch of babies, but not in this church. Turn to somebody, look them square in the face. Say, not in this church. Turn somebody else, say, not in this church. Bishop Johnson has dedicated for 40 years to make sure that you are not just a baby in Christ, that you are not just a hugger, but that you become a hiker. That's the question of the day. Are you a hugger or a hiker? That's all right. I'm going to preach. Let me listen to me. Turn somebody, look at your husband, look at your wife, look at square in the face. Say, are you a hugger or a hiker? All right, you may not want to listen to that person because you see them every day. Turn to somebody else looking at that you don't usually look at. Turn around, look at somebody else. Say, are you a are you a hugger? Or are you a hiker?
that a hugger does. All right, I'm going to explain it in positive terms, but, but help you see it the way huggers see it. Is that all right? Here's what I'd like you to know. Christianity is not a spectator sport. Christianity is not a spectator sport. The gospel is a contact sport. It's something different than playing uh, tennis. You stand over there, I'm going to hit you the ball. Let me stand over there and I'm going to hit it back to you. No, we ain't talking about no spectator sport where you, you sit in the audience and you do like this. And that's all you're doing. But you, you don't get to participate in the game. This is not a spectator sport. That's why I love when we come to the altar and we worship God. Because this is a contact sport. This is about giving God everything. I know you want overflow. I know you want everything that God intended you to have. If it's one thing, I gotta hold myself. Jesus. You know how you receive something, it'd it be so good to you need that bad English, but I just want you to know I can speak both languages. You know how you get something, it'd be so good to you that you just got to wait a moment before you give it. That's how I felt this weekend, last week when I went away. Like, I need to walk it like I talk it. I got to keep myself, you understand? Except to say this, I believe that I was meant for more. That more should not be a surprise to me. It should not be a, a deep desire that I'm not actually getting. A lot of Christians live that type of life. You don't screw, you don't smoke, you don't screw. You don't hang with those that do. And you broke, and you tired, and you pissed off because you don't smoke, and you don't screw, <laughs> and you hang with those that do. Too holy to enjoy sin. And too sinful to, ex to experience the overflow. That ain't my life. I ain't know be able to do it. I ain't know be able to do it. I ain't know be able to do it. I'm not going to live this life that Christ intended me to have and not have all of the benefits that he died, bled, was tortured, so that I could get. For me to have half of it? I got expletives in my mind. Helicopter, no. I'm sorry, my mama did say it's all right to tell hell, no. I ain't gonna be able to do it. I want, I want it all. And I want it to be a lifestyle that, it, that I experienced it. And, and, and I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about my entire life as, as a woman. I ain't gonna be no hugger. I'm a hiker. Let's talk about a couple things that hikers do and don't do. Give you this. Hikers, huggers, I'm sorry, huggers avoid the grind they don't embrace the grind. 
huggers avoid the grind, they don't embrace the grind. Because if you know anything about Christ, you know that he paid the price for you, but you also know that he wants you to be involved in the process. So that means you're going to have to do something too. You can't just sit there on your good, blessed assurance and expect God to just do everything. He can do anything, but he is not going to do everything. You're going to have to flex your muscles and, and practice and all that kind of thing. So really quickly, I want to introduce you really quickly. Number one in the nation in Planet Fitness, my big brother, the one who I love, served God alongside of. We wrecking shop and handling things for the next couple of weeks. Y'all welcome Christmas Johnson real quick. Check it out. I need at least two, two people. I ain't even gonna say, uh, 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 right? This is, uh, I'll get up. Uh, uh, I, before I stop, let me make sure. Hey, hey. Am I doing something wrong? Let me, my, all right. I ain't even gonna say, brothers, I need two people, I don't care, guys or girls, who will take the embrace the grind challenge real quick. Embrace the grind challenge real quick. Two people, real quick. Come on, do two people. If you're going to, no, no, you got a skirt on. Yeah, if you're going to be a girl, you got to be, if you got to have some. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I got one. Give me one more. One more person will take the real quick. Y'all, get up here. Come on up here. Take this embrace the grind challenge real quick. Man, y'all, y'all scared. Y'all, let me move this thing out the way. Man, man, boy, you know what? Shame to y'all, Joker 60 and younger, because my homegirl took it and embraced the church grind talent. Go ahead, bro. What you got? Yo, <laughs> you 
You can have a seat, B, if you want. You gonna take a shower, the whole thing? Come on, take a shower. Whatever he can do, come on, let's go. You saw that eyebrow? You see that eyebrow? Come on, boy, you got it. Boy, I know you got it. You got that Adam's blood in you, boy. Go ahead. Uh. 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 Come on, go. You got it, homeboy. Y'all root that man on. Two people, real quick, if you would. Man, I love that. Man, I might be in a church full of hip, full of hikers in this month. Quit playing. I know you a hugger. I know one of y'all. I heard you out there like mm, I ain't gonna be able to do it. All right, couple of things. Couple of things a hugger does. All right, huggers. Want the joy without the sacrifice. Tell you something. The greatest joy is when you win after a struggle. The greatest joy is after you fail and you get back up again. Or you, or you fall and you get back up again and you win. There's no sweeter joy than after a sacrifice. Huggers want character without suffering. Let me tell you something. If, you're, if you are going to, to serve God, he wants you to have the overflow. He wants you to have everything. He didn't spend his blood for nothing, but he ain't going to give it to you at the expense of your character. And character is only built. I'm sorry, I cannot cast out a character flaw. You can say, Jesus, 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 all you want, but if you ain't on time, you don't get the job. Huggers want success without failure. Every person I have ever met or whose story that I know that had success had failure. Failure is a step to success. It just depends on how you deal with it. You have to decide that failure is not an option if you're going to be a hiker. Failure, huggers won't gain without the pain. Now, Chris could do all that stuff, but at what price? If you want strength, if you want muscles to build, what you got to do is break them down first. So if you're not sore, you ain't did nothing. 
Sorry, you could apply that to business. You could apply that to your marriage. You could apply that to your friendships. You could apply that to school. If you ain't sleepy, then you probably didn't do good on, on that test. Just a slight example there, real quick. That part, you heard that, Lisa? Mm-hmm. But I think she got her master's, headed to that PhD part, working on it. Mm-hmm. Home, girl. Huggers want testimony without the test. Sorry, it ain't going to happen. How many of you want to testify? You sit down there in, in, in the audience, tell me something, I'm next. All right. The test isn't coming so that you can get the testimony because the idea is that you do have the testimony here. Last thing, huggers want it all without going all out for it. They want it all without going all out for it. Really quickly, I'm almost done. Let's talk about hikers in opposition. Hiker, hikers. Hikers give maximum effort. That means you give it all. Means if you to go to bed and you still got energy to stay up and watch TV, maybe you didn't give it all. Man, did it get quiet? Did you hear that? Somebody say, uh-oh. Luke 10, 27. This is what the Bible says. Luke 10, 27. The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Man, it's so much in the scripture. One of the things that I'm just now remembering and realizing as I re read it, you know, as a um, writer, you notice all kinds of words, but check this out. It did not say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, and you saw, you saw that? Heart, soul, strength, mind. It, it put that all your part in front of all of them, just in case you was confused. Because some of y'all jokers who are huggers, you, you, you like to go on what's not said. You're like, you're like, you're like to go away. You, you ain't say all your mind. You just said your mind. So the other part won't, won't reserve that part for me. It said all your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. We almost done. Let's talk about these things really quickly. All of your heart. What I want to equate the heart to is all of your emotions. Because in this generation, we are quick to lay claim to our own personality. Here, here's how you say it. That's my truth. You sound as stupid as I look. Like truth is relative. Like what's true for you ain't true for me. Nah, truth is absolutely true. You know what absolutely means? Absolutely. Your emotions are, in un, are not dependable. Not the way I want to go. If you're going to love the Lord with all of your emotions, that means you're going to have to bring your emotions 
into submission to the love of Jesus. Some of you women like to use those monthly things as time or excuse for you to act like you feel like acting. Man, Marcel said something today about what an excuse is. He's not even in here, are you? Is he? Man, I wish I would have heard what he said. No, don't worry about it. Excuses are uh, like um, anuses. Everybody got one. Man, Jesus must be really doing a, a work in my life. I'm not using the expletives that I love to use sometimes. Thank you, Jesus. Know why? Because I'm not led by my emotions. Women, we have this one in spades sometimes because the Lord created us to be emotional creatures. It is a strength. But like everybody, your strength is probably lending to your weakness. If you're going to love the Lord with all of your heart, all of your emotions, that means you're going to have to get them in line and not depend on your emotions alone. So if I love the Lord with my emotions, that means I respond to life emotionally the way the Lord would. So that you grapple with that just a little bit. Second thing, you gotta love the Lord with all of your soul. I know I did it out of order just a little bit. All of your soul. That, we don't wanna do soul is, I wanna do your decisions. Today, this morning, when we were in life class, I made a distinct difference between you're making Jesus your Savior and making Jesus your Lord. Now, very simple, the way I like to say it is if Jesus is your Savior, he is an afterthought. Think about it. Uh -huh. Jesus, I done made a bad decision. Save me, Lord. Who done said it? Ooh, that was bad English. Who done said it? Lord, if you just get me out of this one. If it's, I promise, <laughs> I promise you just get me out of this one. Yep. Jesus is a savior. He's an afterthought. If he's your Lord, then before you make the decision, you consult the Lord. He's, he's your forethought. Not only just before you make the decision, but while you're in the middle of making the decision. Because the Lord wants everything. Not just your emotions, but he also wants your decisions. He wants to be in the middle of it all. Second one, I think it says, is strength. This is your actions. That is what you actually do. This is how you are spending your time. I'm sorry, not doing something is doing something and the Lord counts it as inaction but there are consequences for every action and the Lord wants all of it if you're going to become a hiker last thing the Lord wants is your mind you know your mind is a very private place because you can go places in your mind nobody ever knows but Jesus oh he knows he can see all the thoughts that you have, all the ones you dwell on, all the ones you can't get out of your brain, your memories, your imaginations. He can see it all. And he wants those too. The reason why it's important is because so an idea reap a thought. 
So a thought. Reba. Mm-mm. It's before something before that. Action. So an action, Reba. Habit. So a habit, Reba. Character. So a character, Reba. Destiny. That's why your thoughts have to belong to God. That's why he wants your thoughts. He wants your emotions, he wants your thoughts, he wants your decisions, and he wants your actions. He wants it all. These, this is the prerequisite for having his all. We said we want all. We said we want overflow. We said we want the Lord to bless us. We said we want to be an example. We said we want to be a leader. We said we want millions. Then give the Lord your all. Quit being a hugger and decide to be a hiker. Huggers look over the edge and say, hmm, soul is a long way down. Huggers stand on the edge. Just look. Hey, you ain't going. You ain't going down now. So do look hot down now. Stay up here and lick my ice cream. Hikers, they're all in. Hikers go headlong. Hikers follow God. Hikers. Follow Jesus with everything. Don't be talking to me, bro. I need to put the phone on real quick. Just that part. That's good. Let me see if you're a hugger or a hiker. Can I have my guys down here? Them guys. See if you a hugger or a hiker. Is you a hugger or is you a hiker? Is you is or is you ain't? All right, that's all. I'm good. Tell you like we say back in the hood, like we, we you know, back, I, don't play me like I didn't grow up in the hood. I grew up in the debt. Ain't that right? Straight up in the debt. That's how we say back in the day. Barbecue. Or meal do. That's what they say.
Saturday. Are you a hugger or a hiker? What you going to do? Barbecue or meal do? Close your eyes. Consider those four things that the Lord is asking of us. That he's asking of us. He's asking you for your soul, for your mind, for your strength, and for your heart. If you want all of God, then he's asking you to give him your all. Now, we in a locker room today, and if you, I'm about to have altar call, and Jarrell, my homeboy, is playing the music, so you can uh, fix your life, to make a decision about really wanting to be in a position to receive God's all, but you haven't quite given your all. You've wanted his all, but you aren't willing to turn your back and fall. And the Lord is calling us to higher and deeper and greater and more. And you're going to miss out. That's a scary thing. Because the Lord will just keep on moving. You have the decision to make whether or not you really want all. Today, what I love about this you know, some people call it a religion. I like to call it a relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. If you're awake today, then that means you have the opportunity to make a new decision. And you can actually experience everything that God wants you to have. And I'm not just talking about money, although that's a big deal. I'm talking about emotional health. I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about relationship wholeness talking about marriage, being healthy before God. I'm talking about being single and being content and being bad, even though somebody hasn't followed you yet, found you yet. I'm talking about living your best life. Sorry, you ain't living your best life if you got a lot of money, but you sad. I'm talking about those of you who want Jesus' is all, but now you want to now learn how to give him your all so that you can experience everything God is wanting for you. If that's you, why don't you come meet me here at the altar this morning really quickly. Move, if you would. Everybody stand so there you can let everybody that's coming to the altar this, this, this morning out. If you want God's all and you got something else that you've been holding back that you want to give him this morning, come on, meet me down here at the altar this morning. This afternoon.